Welcome to Raw and Radiant, the podcast that ignites your spirit and empowers your soul. Are you ready to embark on a transformative journey? Here we give other women permission to embrace their truth, to find the courage to choose themselves first. Because guess what? You are not alone. Join us in this massive journey of empowerment and courage. Together we'll illuminate your inner spark, empowering you to embrace the radiant light within and show you how magical you are. It's time to unleash your potential and make a difference in this world. Are you ready to step into the raw and radiant version of you? Welcome back to Raw and Radiant. Today's episode is super juicy. I'm excited to share it with you. It is with my soul sister, um, friend, mentor, breathwork, um, co-facilitator, Sarah Jean Harkin. And we share and discuss all the things about feminine energetics, masculine energetics, and what does it mean for her to be in these energetics and being in the flow and duality of both. And knowing that we get to be in this container of this juicy life that we live in and that we can create the life of our dreams and coming back home to ourselves with the knowledge of we get to heal our inner childs. We get to be in the energetics of the fun, the play, the laughter, the radiance, and being magnetic energy to create the ripple effect around us. So come join me as I have a juicy conversation with Sarah Jean Harkin, and we explore all the things of energetics. So I will talk to you on the other side. Welcome to really good friend, Sarah, my soul sister. Someone that was placed divinely in my path two over two years ago in breathwork teacher training. I think it was two to a. I'm getting the memories on my Instagram from us graduating, which was two years ago. Two years ago, yes. So I'm super, super freaking grateful to have you here. We're both cleaning our space. We're <laughs> energetically like dropping in and um, allowing our souls to connect because I know they are deeply connected, and I know that. The universe has put us together on a path to be supportive for one another. You have been one of my biggest supports and also for other women. So um, I just want to introduce you to my soul sister, Sarah Jean Harkin, soon to be Sarah Jean Sutton. (laughs) I love to hear it. Uh, Yeah. So thank you for being here and thank you for bringing your energy, your wisdom, your guidance into my community. And I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you so much for that beautiful introduction, Victoria. I am so happy to be here and so looking forward to what's going to unfold in this episode. (laughs) I know it's going to be juicy, as with every conversation that I have with you. So I had the opportunity, we were just speaking before I started to record that I had the opportunity to meet you because we had only met online Yep. as it seems that people connect nowadays it's either through instagram or only facetime or zoom and i had the opportunity to meet you in your hometown in michigan so that was so juicy and then last fall we had the opportunity to be breathwork teacher training mentors 
with the healing couple in Austin. And I want to say that that was the deepest connection that I have had with another soul that entire weekend with you. So yeah, we are definitely meant to be in each other's lives. So that gave me full body chills. I love that. And I love you. And it was so beautiful. And I also, if you don't mind, I, w- I want to speak to something that you just said. So I'm just going to move through this. Like you are such an activator for me, which is why you're a soul activation coach. Like you guys, here's Victoria and her craft because she starts talking, she holds you and soul is just activated. Yeah. So I want to speak to what you said about the connection online and on social media. This has been such an interesting duality to hold in my life because as you may know, Victoria, lately I have been experimenting with taking 48 hours off of social media at a time. And I am also either a coach, a mentor, an influencer in this space. And so I do enjoy showing up to social media, right? So here's the duality. I love social media. I think it is such a gift. You and I were able to connect. I mean, think about the way that our souls built this beautiful sisterhood that we now have. Social media, well, maybe not for you, but social media brought me to Jess and Corey, the healing couple. You met them, you know, through whatever San Diego breathwork and they have this online program that was an opportunity for us to both join and connect. So it's like social media has connected me to so many amazing souls. Almost all of my soul sisters, like I look at my bridesmaids and my wedding guests and a lot of my close soul sisters came through social media. Like that's where we got our connection. So it's a beautiful thing. And like even just before I got on, I was sharing this page, this woman, her name is Jocelyn. It's wildflower parenting is her handle and she's sharing the most beautiful wisdom about conscious parenting and it's like and and with me and in your pages as well we give so much wisdom and I learn from so many people on social media I mean I've got a thriving garden in my backyard in the city because of TikTok like TikTok taught me how to be a gardener so where I'm going with this is it's this duality because it's like social media is so beautiful and I think it's such a gift that we have in our society and in our generation And on the flip side, it can be heavy at times. And so like I've been experimenting with, you know, taking 48 hours plus off of social media, meaning not only do I not post or I not show up, but I don't click the apps at all. I don't do any scrolling for like a good 48 hours. And afterward, I feel clarity. I feel cleansed. I feel rejuvenated. I feel motivated. I feel inspired. So Again, it's such an interesting duality to hold because on one end right now, I'm really vibing with like get off social media. But on the other end, like it connected the two of us and it connects the world really. Really? Yeah, there has been. And I think like the past three years, we don't have to mention that, but like it's really brought into the space the opportunity to connect online and to create sisterhood, friendships, connections with people online through Zoom, through FaceTime. And like it is the duality. And I'm so celebrating you for taking those 48 hours off because A, like you just said, you get to reconnect to your soul. You get to reconnect to your fiance, whether or not he's working or not. Like there's still that harmony that you get to bring into your home when you're off social media. And yet, like you said, you get to come back into Instagram, TikTok, wherever your platform is and hold people in a space of love and nurturing. And to do that, we have to 
come back home to herself and we have to fill our own cup. So that is so beautiful. I know I take Sundays off. Like that's my hard mm-hmm. stop. And yeah, so it is a gift that we can give ourselves. Yeah. And you know what we're talking about? The underlying energy of this is masculine, feminine energetics, of course. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Because, right, the masculine is the showing up. It's the being on. It's the creating. It's the consuming. The feminine is the offline. And it's both. It's like, I feel like, you know, the pendulum sometimes swings from masculine to feminine back to masculine. But I really find, like, for us right now, we're we're finding that balance between Mm. it's both. And it's like I, I get asked often because I started my awakening in my journey when it came to healing my relationship to food and my body. And it was more than that. I, I used to struggle really badly with binge eating, but not just binge eating, binge drinking in college, binge Netflixing, like the binging, the numbing, the numbing, so- and the, the deflecting of what is happening within your world. Exactly. Yeah. And so with that, I get asked often, well, like, do you still eat sweets after dinner or do you still watch Netflix? And my answer is yes, I do do both of those things. And it comes from such a different place. Back then it was coming from this very either wounded masculine of I don't I want to numb and suppress and avoid the anxiety I'm feeling, the discomfort that I'm feeling, the sadness I'm feeling, the loneliness I'm feeling, or the wounded feminine of like, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to be productive. I don't want to take steps toward my dreams. I need to fill my time. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to distract myself with these vices because it's easy to do so. You know, another interesting conversation, and this is a really hot take. And if you're listening, I'm inviting you to not, you know, take what lands, leave what doesn't. Right. But I just started reading a fiction book again. And I don't often read fiction books because. Back then, when I was binging the Netflix and the food, I was also binging these fiction books. And what I realized is that binging the fiction book series, there wasn't much of a difference between that and binging Netflix. Mm-hmm. I was living in somebody else's life, living in somebody else's story. And again, it was the energy I was doing it. And it's like when I was binging those fiction book series, there was clearly something I was distracting myself from. Right, right. So I'm going to... Yeah, I want to pause you here real quick before because I love this conversation, but I want to give a little background to you as to what we're talking about of the masculine feminine energetics Mm -hmm. and what that means to you and what that means to me and bringing into the space too that Sarah that being a high level athlete that I was so many years ago with all the Ironmans and all the marathons and the CrossFits and the Olympic weightlifting and the ultra marathon that really came from a space for me of this wounded masculine space, like having to do these things to get validation from other people outside, having to do these things at a high level so that I could receive recognition Mm -hmm. and love and support and validation and all the things from everyone else. It was all external. And that's what you're talking about too, about the binging on Netflix and everything. It's that external Mm -hmm. validation. And so Really, I know when you first launched Femme Awakening, like your like your prize master class and master course that you guide women through and men for that matter, too. Yeah. That's when I really recognized that, wow, I was doing all doing all those things from that wounded place. Yeah. And like for me, it was if I didn't reach a certain time, it wasn't good enough. I had to go back and I had to do this harder and try harder. And now going through your course and being in your space and 
knowing that I get to heal that wounded masculine and see that it can be a beautiful container of here's what I'm allowing myself. I look at it as like a frame of a picture. Yeah, I love that. And and the frame of the picture is the masculine, mm-hmm. safe masculine container of, okay, here's what I desire. Here's what I want to do. And within that picture frame, my picture gets to flow with that yeah. feminine energetics. Yeah. I have full body chills right now. I love it. But I get to like, I get to be in the duality of the book. Like, yeah. uh, So speak to that. Like, how is that for you? Of where did you first, I want to ask you, where did you first come into the space of learning that? Yeah, I would love to share on that. So my journey has really evolved over time. And at first, when I was first healing my relationship to food in my body, I guess I, I didn't really understand masculine, feminine energetics back then. I was really just getting into inner child wounding and yeah, I mean, that was like inner child stuff and the enoughness wound and the worthiness wound was really what was brought to my attention first. So it wasn't really explained to me in masculine, feminine, energetic terms, but what I then realized later down the road is that's what it is. And so I do want to credit two of my mentors who have really introduced me to this work, Melanie Ann Lair and also Ashay Sundara. So I actually found Melanie through Ashay. And Melanie taught me this. She's got this this quote, and I really like taken it, embodied it, and extended it because it's so true. It's not about what you do. It's about who you're being as you do the thing. Mm-hmm. And where I've extended that into my life is not only that, it's not about what you say. It's about who you're being as you say the thing. You say sorry to somebody and you don't really mean it. You're just saying sorry because you feel like you should or you feel like that's what's going to make them happy. They're going to feel that. Or on, right. the, or on the flip side, think of some, some one time that somebody said sorry to you and they didn't mean it. It didn't mean anything because you can feel their energy versus saying I'm sorry from this genuine place. It's not about what you say. It's about who you're being as you say the thing. So Melanie really started to introduce me to the energetics. And then Ashay was the first one who brought to my attention this, this you get to have these this masculine container and this feminine flow. So basically what that's explaining is that we all have regardless of gender orientation, we all have masculine and feminine energy in our body and we do need both. And this is not a blanket statement because there are many, many nuances and there are, I work with clients who this does not align with. And in my experience, a lot of women feel very aligned and very in a pleasure state, in a state of inner peace when they're really embodied in their feminine energy and a lot of men feel very at peace like my partner for example zach when he is embodied in his masculine energy we were just having this conversation the other day that's when he feels so good like when he is like just working on projects and doing and holding the ground and leading our relationship he feels really aligned in that and so again that's not like a statement because i work with a an individual who identifies as a woman and she really feels good when she's in her masculine energy. So it's not a blanket statement, definitely mm-hmm. not. And in my experience with myself and a lot of my clients, that's what I found. So we do need both. And so for you and I, Victoria, for example, we run businesses. We are CEOs. We have companies. And a lot of women in the world today are working women, which is amazing. They're moms. And like, that's another place that we get a little twisted. We think mothering is feminine energy. It's not. It's masculine. 
mothering, working, being a CEO of a company, it's masculine. You're doing, you're giving, you're providing, whereas the feminine is the being, it's the receiving. The masculine's lean forward, the feminine's lean back. And like, we need both. We really, truly do. And I've found that when once I learned how to because what I've what I've realized is that and and so we have a dear friend Rachel who I'm pretty sure she's going to be on your show as well so we were having this conversation this morning about how again it's the pendulum swing so once upon a time generations ago it was very much so men were in their very very I would go as far as to say wounded masculine energy and women were in their very wounded feminine. So what that looked like is the gender roles, is the man working, the man doing everything, the woman staying home with the kids, holding down the house. And then the pendulum swung. So it was like women were super in their feminine. That didn't feel good. That There was a lot of codependent dynamics. There was a lot of women not saying yes to their passions and to their desires because they didn't have that ability to. And so what happened is the pendulum swung to the other side and women started to say, F this, which is great. And like that, we needed that to happen. But they're like, no, we can be working women. We belong in the workforce. We can run businesses. We actually can sometimes run businesses, I would say a lot of the time, better than men. (laughs) Like we have hearts. We lead with our hearts. We are, you know, we, we just, we think differently than men and like we can lead. And so, but what happened in that I've noticed is like the pendulum really swung and it created this society with, so, so now we have all these men and they're super masculine and then we've got all these women and they're super masculine. And so then it was like this masculine dominated society, which I do still feel like we are in, but again, it's like now we're coming back to that middle of, oh, okay. It doesn't feel good to be super in my feminine and do nothing and let my you know partner run the show doesn't feel good to be super in my masculine doing everything and always leaning forward and always doing and achieving and hustling and efforting Coming back to that middle. And so that's kind of what my evolution was as well. It's like, I would say I grew up more so in like this very masculine energy and that carried on over into when I first started my business and it, it burned me out. Like I started my, I hired a business coach who was totally masculine. He was so, so in his masculine. And I did everything the way that he taught me to do. And I hated it. And I burned out. And I was like, F this. It doesn't feel good. No. I was like, no. I don't I don't think I can be an entrepreneur. And thank goodness I didn't quit. I was like, I need to get back into an. I joined another certification program to like start working on like emotional intelligence and inner healing and inner child work. And then that, again, is what really started to crack me open to the energetics. And I am now at a place where I have this very beautiful balance that was a very long-winded answer to your question (laughs) thank you though like no you went there you totally went there and I appreciate that too because like there is the awareness that our society runs in this I'm gonna say it like wounded masculine space and I feel like we are shifting into a new dynamic and a new paradigm where we're able to recognize that we get to be in both and in the healed way like We get to hold the space for both because that's where that ripple effect comes in. And I think you, you stated it really well. I I was reading through your Instagram and just like when we're in this feminine energy and men too, it's not just the female gender. It is men in their feminine role too, 
like you said with Zach, I know he has shifted into that feminine too, but it's more being about play. It's more being laughing that inner child and you dance and like you flow through life and you create this awareness that it can be fun, that it doesn't have to be this rigid masculine doing energy. Right. And you know, here's the really contradictory thing too, Victoria, is that we're taught from a young age, and and I think there's multiple reasons why. One of them being that we are the ones, like you and I and everybody listening to the show, we're the ones waking up and realizing the, the truth and what I'm about to say. But we're taught that in order to get what you want out of life, you've got to do, you've got to effort, you've got to work for it. Mm-hmm. What I've found is that, okay, so you guys have probably all heard of manifestation, and we're taught that manifestation is your thoughts create your reality. And while I, partially I agree with that, what I've found creates your reality more than your thoughts is actually your main point of attraction and the energy that you're vibrating at. Because if you look into the like science, you look into Joe Dispenza's work or like any of the science behind manifestation, it's all about frequency. It's all about energy. It's like energy attracts like energy. Mm-hmm. And so you know, we're taught you've got to do, you've got to work, you've got to try, you've got to effort in order to get what you want. However, there's two pieces to this. If you're always working and striving and efforting to try to get what you want, you end up feeling burnt out. You end up feeling exhausted because you are human and we've got a capacity. Like we just do. Our minds and our bodies have a capacity. We need rest. We need play. We need inner peace in order to have a full cup and continue to run. And so if you're always in that do, 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 go, 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 you're going to end up burnt out and feeling exhausted. Well, now you're an energetic match for things that are on the frequency of burned out and exhausted. Whereas if you're giving yourself the space to, yes, show up and do, like obviously you and I both had to show up today and we have to have this conversation in order for the podcast to be a thing. Right. And if we can do and also lean back and play and receive and get into those energies of like pleasure and fun and joy. Well, now we're a an energetic match for things in life on the vibration of joy and pleasure and yeah. let's talk about abundance. Yeah. Because so it's so easy to get in this mindset of like whatever I want, I've got to work hard, I've got to effort, I've got to strive for it. Mm-hmm. But I found that the easier way to get what you desire is to become an energetic match for it and attract it. So that's one piece of the puzzle. The other one is if you're going and you're doing and you're always leaning forward when do you even have time to lean back and receive so true yeah so this is where i want to bring in relationships because i'm really passionate about masculine feminine energetics within an intimate relationship or partnership mm-hmm. and this is where again hot take and this is why i lead the fem awakening and do this work learning the masculine feminine polarity in, in myself and in my relationship has completely changed my relationship so yeah. With what I just said, if you're always doing, if you're always giving often, and if this was me, guilty of this, you guys, like this is why I'm sharing this because I once was here. It was like, oh, I just want my partner to give to me. I want to receive. I, so I had a client say this to me the other day. Oh, I just want him to plan a trip for me. And I'm like, girl, if he tried to plan a trip for you, do you truly think that you could lean back, surrender and receive a trip? And she's like, no, probably not. You're right. And I'm like, yeah, often when we do, 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 we give, 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 give. We sit here and we're like, oh, I just, I'm always giving. I'm always doing, I'm always doing everything for everybody else. And I just want to receive. 
but girl, you're not even giving yourself the space to lean back and receive. Like, where do you have, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like witnessing you and Zach go through this evolution in your relationship. I mean, because truly that was what two, two years ago when we had that conversation of when I left my abusive relationship and recognizing that it was not where I wanted to be in life because I had witnessed in 2018 my dad getting to the end of his life and seeing him and his life, the doing, the doing, the doing, the doing, the roles. And I saw so much regret in his eyes that he didn't have the play, the fun, the joy of all the hard work that he put in. So witnessing that for him and also witnessing you and Zach's transition and your relationship of like, this isn't working. Either we go separate ways or we come together and work together to make this work. And I love that you guys did that because you yeah. know it's not easy. It is. It is a journey of evolution and growth. It is a journey of evolving together. Yeah. And that's where the, I really feel like when you're open to evolving together, when you're open to exploring each other and what works for each other, mm-hmm. that you can bring this feminine and masculine dynamics in there. Because like you already said, like Zach likes the building and the structure and all that. But yet he also, I have witnessed, like he enjoys being in his feminine and that's being in flow with you. Like he's recognized how you have evolved and it's like, wow, this feels really juicy. I wanted to go there too with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I've got some interesting perspectives on all of this as well. So I first want to preface this with what I'm about to say does not apply to a relationship where there is any abuse emotional, physical, any narcissism. What I'm about to say does not apply to those relationships. What I'm about to say also does not apply to relationships where there is just like a huge disconnect and something with compatibility. So like if, for example, you know you want kids, that's so important to you and your partner does not want kids, that's a compatibility disconnect. And what I'm about to say doesn't apply there. Everywhere else, if you've got a relationship that is healthy, there is not any abuse. The two of you are pretty compatible. Like it was for my partner and I, for Zach and I, that's what it was. Your energy, your feminine energy is potent enough. You embodied in your feminine energy is potent enough to shift the entire relationship and to bring out your partner's inner masculine without him having to say him, her, or them. Because again, this is not gender. Like I work with people who, you know, two women, one likes to be in feminine, one likes to be masculine. Like if you are the partner who you're like, yeah, you know, it's hard for me to be my feminine, but feminine would feel really good. And having my partner be in their masculine would feel really good. Your feminine energy is enough to to bring that out. So what I've found, because for a long time in my relationship, the issue was there were two main things that looking back, I can see is number one, I thought that he had to be on this journey in the way that I was. Mm -hmm. I wanted him to read the books. I wanted him to take the courses. I wanted him to follow the people on Instagram and read their captions. I wanted him to listen to the podcasts. I was pushing him to be onto this journey, to get onto this journey in the way that I was on it. That was the first issue. 
And the second one is that I would always say to him and to myself, like, oh, I just want to be my feminine. Like, I want you to be in your masculine. Like, and it's interesting because my partner, like you look at him and he is an outward reflection of masculine energy. So let's just talk real quick about masculinity and femininity. They're different than masculine feminine energy. So masculinity is the outward expression of masculine energy. Femininity is the outward expression of feminine feminine energy. So you look at my partner and anybody would look at him, himself included, and be like, that's a very masculine man. He loves to work out. He's got big muscles. He works in law enforcement. Like he, he's the definition of masculinity. For sure. So I would, I would say these things and he would be confused. He's like, what do you mean? And what I realize now looking back is I so badly wanted him to be in his masculine. Here's the wording I was saying so that I could surrender to my feminine. I was getting it all twisted. I needed to surrender to my feminine first because what I have now realized is that my feminine energy is so potent and the mass, I actually have the ability to bring out his inner king. He has the ability to rise into his inner king through me. As so not as that I am. You're creating safety and trust is what you're doing. Like within you coming into your feminine flow with you recognizing that you're creating safety and trust within that relationship that mm-hmm. gives him the permission to be able to be his, his own king and to be able to flow through both of the energy yeah 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 exactly and so looking back on our relationship I remember for again a long time I was like in order for us to be the couple I I wish we would be you know we both got to be on this journey together he's got to work on himself and then I realized that no that's actually not it as I surrendered to my feminine as I leaned back like I wanted him so badly to be in his masculine but I wasn't letting him I wanted him to lead I wasn't letting him I would ask him, hey, will you choose the restaurant? He'd choose it. And I'd say, no, I don't want to go there. Let's go here. He planned an entire trip for me for my birthday one year. And leading up to it, I was a brat. I would ask him, like, where are we going? Tell me where we're going. I had anxiety around where we were going. One time he told me somewhere, like at one point in that journey leading up to the trip, he had told me a fake place that we were going just to try to get me off of his back. And I was a little brat about it. My baby goddess. So if you're a fellow awakening people, you know, if you know, you know. But, but inner child, baby goddess, would come. My, she came out and I threw a fit. I got so upset. I don't want to go there. What makes you think that I want to go there? So it's like he was trying to be in his masculine. I wasn't letting him. Mm-hmm. And so I really, like, that goes back to what I was saying earlier is that if you're in your masculine and you're going and you're doing and you're leaning forward and you're upset that you're not receiving or nobody's planning anything for you or nobody's showing up for you or you know, you just do everything in the house and you feel like the man of the house and you feel like everything's on your shoulders. This is a really some tough love here. A lot of that's on you. You've got to give your and it's scary. And it's so scary for women to start to lean back and surrender into their feminine because why? The biggest feminine wound is disappointment. So as we start to lean back, we get this fear. Well, what if he doesn't show up? Yeah. What yeah. if and there is there is that possibility too. Like it tr- there truly is yeah possibility that he doesn't show up but it's like can you surrender for the sake of your higher self for your yeah joy in life for you to really step up and show like you already said like show yourself that you can be both Mm -hmm. so that it creates that ripple effect within your 
your family, your partner, your community and your tribe. And so like, I want to also bring into the space too, Sarah, that you talked about your mentors. If you brought this reality into your life of the feminine and masculine and in a healed space, because like we've already mentioned, like there is the wounded, both the wounded masculine, the wounded feminine. Mm -hmm. So what has been your biggest or what has been like your top healing modalities to stepping into a safe masculine space and a safe feminine space of energetics for myself like without anybody else included without anybody else included so for the feminine energy 120 percent. now i will say that this has been a culmination of what I've learned in certification programs and through mentors and also just through my own embodiment of what I'm about to share. But for feminine energy embodiment, 100% to and through, it has been the awareness of the fact that I have an inner child running the show. I've got a baby goddess and I've got this masculine energy, this mama bear persona trying to protect my inner child, trying to protect my baby goddess. Mm -hmm. So that is what has helped me surrender to the feminine for multiple reasons. Number one, I realized that again, that that mama bear persona, and this is a bit hard to explain on here, but hopefully you guys will get it or at least understand where I'm coming from after saying this, that mama bear persona, it's this very, again, it's the masculine part of me that wants to fix, that wants to avoid pain, that wants to avoid disappointment, that wants to control, that wants everything perfect, that wants to prove that she's enough and therefore projects that onto others. The the masculine part of me, the mama bear part of me was, again, like wanting to effort and strive and hustle and work and achieve in order to prove that my inner child was enough and she would project that onto her partner. So she would look for places that he wasn't enough. Hello, emasculation. Good mm-hmm. bye any chances of his inner king rising when I'm over here my mama bear my masculine part of me is over here looking where projecting her shit onto her partner and looking for places where he's not enough so the awareness that that part of me was running the show in my business in my relationships even in my relationship just to myself Mm -hmm. is truly what helped me start to heal the wounded masculine and therefore embody my divine feminine And going back to what we were just saying with like in relationship to partner is one of the biggest fears that woman has around surrendering and leaning back is partner won't show up. Or if you're not with a partner, if it's like in your business, okay, I'm afraid of surrendering and I'm afraid of leaning back because what if I stop working as much? What if I set boundaries around work? What if I don't show up as much and then my business fails? It's like there's that fear of failure. There's that fear of disappointment. And so again, these parts of me, the inner child, the mama bear have really helped me with that even because it's like, okay, you know, my partner, I whatever, invite him to do something and he doesn't do it. Okay. Let's just bring in the dishwasher example. <laughs> we love the dishwasher example in the fun awakening. It's like the main analogy we use throughout the entire program. But my part, what's that? You've got to pull that meme up that you sent me. <laughs> it's like in a relationship... I don't have my phone. Yeah. You know, I think I do. Okay. We got to get this out. Yeah. So basically my partner and I, we load the dishwasher completely differently. Hold on. I've got it right here. And and that's the thing. thing. Like we all do things different. We're all human and that's okay. 
Right, but that's what the the wounded masculine in us forgets. The wounded masculine forgets that we're human. And so what I found is that the wounded masculine in us, the mama bear that's trying to trying to protect our inner children from feeling hurt, from feeling sad, from feeling anything but happy, tends to forget that our partners are human just like us. Mm-hmm. And like this is I love teaching that awakening because I share and I call myself out all the time. It's like old me used to get super annoyed at my partner. And again, this was from a wounded masculine place for things like, quote unquote, not loading the dishwasher properly. Like, is there the freaking dishes are going to get cleaned? But I'm over here. I do annoying shit too. Like I leave my wash rags. I wash my face face every night and our laundry is in the basement. And so I don't always take my wet wash rags down. A lot of times I'll just like hang them up like in the bathtub. And it it annoys me. It's got to annoy him. But he doesn't bitch at me for it. He doesn't complain about it. It's like we're all human. Okay, here's the quote. Bring the beam in. In every partnership, there is a person who stacks the dishwasher like a Scandinavian architect. That's me. And a person who stacks the dishwasher like a raccoon on meth. So going back to your question of what has helped me embody goddess energy, it's like, okay. So with that dishwasher scenario, I opened the dishwasher, old me from wounded masculine, from mama bear, used to bitch and complain and be like, who taught you how to load dishwasher? This isn't how you do it. I asked you to do it a different way. Like, this is so annoying. The cups go here. The plates go here. I would teach him and every time it'd be a conversation and it would create tension and disconnect between the two of us. It was like me mothering him. So going back to what I was saying earlier, mothering is a masculine energy. It is not feminine. It is a masculine. And so it was me mothering him. And so now with this awareness of what's going on, I open the dishwasher. I see the that the raccoon on meth loaded it. And when my baby goddess, when my inner child freaks out and my mama bear freaks out, I now have the tools and the awareness to be like, hey, it's all good. Because here's the thing that I witness happening a lot. And this has been coming up lately with my clients and, and motherhood is that a lot of the times our partners will do something differently than we do. And our wounded masculine energy, our inner children who have perfectionism issues, who've got issues with control, will bitch, complain, correct our partners to quote unquote, do it right. But there is not, usually there is not a right way. Chances are the way your partner's doing it, it's fine. The dishes are still going to get clean. Nobody's going to die. It's all going to be good. Like they just do it differently than you. And so realizing that and realizing that I've got this wounded masculine part of me that's trying to protect my inner child, my mama bear, inner child's personas, parts of me has been my greatest tool. And like, again, same in my business. Like I'll give an example there. If I'm feeling, if I feel my heart calling me to close my computer for the day and go out on my deck and read and be with my garden, but I'm feeling resistance around that, I know that it's my masculine energy is online and is like, no, we've got to keep working. We've got to get this done. We've got to get this done. So most of the times it doesn't need to be done then and there. Like, no, I do have the space and the freedom to shut my computer and to go chill. I can trust myself and my masculine to get it done. The the quote that you like to bring in, and I really love this quote too, is nothing's an emergency. Mm-hmm. Like when it, when it comes to those things, whether we're... Yeah. We're an entrepreneur, whether we're in a business, like nothing's an emergency, like it can be, it can be safe for tomorrow. And so like, I, 
I know we both know and we have gone through this training is that as humans, when we come into the earth, this earthly plane, like our patterns are formed from the age of zero to seven to 13. Like I think there's different different perspective on that, but we're just going to say that and whatever space that our caregivers, our parents were in is how we have absorbed and how we have evolved and that's our patterning. Yeah. So none of that is right or wrong. It just is, right? And so having the awareness to go back and to, and I'm, I, I mean, we're both breathwork facilitators. And so having the awareness of knowing like, yeah, she showed up, your, your mama bear showed up in that dishwasher scenario. Like, where does she keep showing up? Where is she needing and desiring to be nurtured and healed? So through the power of breathworker, through the power of just sitting with her, loving her, loving our inner child, recognizing them that we get to reparent them if we desire to evolve out of that wounded space, that those are the gifts of this evolvement and moving through life at a higher state, at a higher frequency, at a more loving and nurturing place that we yeah. get to enjoy life. Totally. So like for me, it has been recognizing that, yeah, I see you. I see you, my inner child. I see you, baby, baby V. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we get to sit together and one of the beautiful, most beautiful tools that I can bring a breathwork client through is giving them a guided visual of meditation and one of my favorites is a big open meadow with this golden wheat flowing and bringing my client, my breathwork client into that space of seeing their inner child, seeing them at a certain age, whatever comes forward for them and to be able to play with them and dance with them and love on them so that they can begin to repattern what was hurt and what they desire. And it's most generally to be seen, to be loved and to be heard. Right. Yeah. And yeah. like, this is going to sound so, you know, we're, we're spiritual or deep, but I'm going to be really real with you. Like going back to the question of like, what allowed you to embody that feminine energy? And this is especially in my relationship and my partnership and my friendships and my relationship with my mom and my sister and my clients is I don't want to be a bratty little bitch. Mm. Like I was truly living in the the femme awakening. The tagline is it is is from girl to goddess, from little girl to goddess to woman. What I realized is that I was walking around. And, and you know what's so interesting, Victoria, is that I learned about inner child work in a certification program I took four plus years ago. And I, I learned the the like baseline and I kind of started to get it. And it wasn't until like two years ago that it really started to land once I started to bring in this like baby goddess and and mama bear and like that I really started to get it that, wow, in my relationship, I am being a little brat Mm. and my inner child is out to play. And there are comments that I make. There are things that I think that are so on the frequency of little girl, not goddess, not the queen I am, not the woman that I am. And so really just waking up to that and just deciding, like, I don't want to live my life as a bratty little bitch. I desire to live and lead as the heart-led woman that I am for myself, for my partner, as the CEO, for my clients, for my friendships and my sisterhoods. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, 
yeah, that's the energy that you're putting out there that you're attracting and that I'm, um, I mean, for, I mean, I can speak for myself. I mean, that's what I'm drawn to. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's how I want to live. Like it's, it's yeah. absolutely like an yeah. opportunity to step into, and I call it like our soul flame or our soul activation. Like that's my verbal analogy to what you're witnessing is living as your goddess self. Like I feel that is my soul that is coming online and to really stepping into my purpose here on this earth. Right. So will you? Yeah, it does. System, right? Because I bring in relationships a lot, but it's like when I show up as the goddess that I am with my partner or with a friend or with a peer or, and then you guys note too, that this doesn't mean letting everybody walk all over us. Like no. I always explain that this work, it's not, it's also not being about, it's not about being the submissive in your relationship. It's not about letting people walk all over you and do whatever they want. I always explain this, like the girl, the little girl, the inner child, she lets everybody walk all over her because she is a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. She surrenders. She doesn't speak her truth. She doesn't ask for what she desires because she's afraid of people not liking her. Mm-hmm. The goddess, the woman creates boundaries and upholds them from a loving place. Yeah. The goddess speaks her truth. The goddess upholds her boundaries and is okay if people are upset with them has love and compassion for them, sees yeah. them in their upset, and still holds her boundary. So it's not this this work of of surrendering to the feminine and the goddess. It is, it's not being the submissive. It's not letting people walk all over you. It's not being the people pleaser. It's the opposite. It's just really with every action you take, with every thought you think, it's asking yourself, is this coming from potentially my inner child or wounding or a past pattern? Is this coming from people pleasing or perfectionism or control? Or is this truly coming from my heart, from the goddess and that I am? Yeah, for sure. Oh, my gosh. So many juicy freaking nuggets in this. I love it. And I want you, if you would, share with my tribe, my community. Like, you keep talking about Fem Awakening and your course and, like, really giving my listeners the opportunity to claim their divine feminine essence and being in the duality of their healed masculine inner king yeah so tell my community what you have coming up and how they can work with you if they so desire to be in both be in the beauty of Mm. the i want to say the construct but the beauty of the frame yeah in the flow of the picture yeah so okay wait before i do can i answer a question you asked me that i didn't answer no not yet I've got to explain this first. Yes, please. Okay. So the Femme Awakening is my baby. It is my signature program that will help you do everything that we're talking about. So be an embodiment and not even just be an embodiment, but first of all, wake up to the goddess that you are. Wake up to like, what it, what even is the goddess? Who is the goddess? Who am I really? Who did I come here to be? And then it goes into how you can be and embody her. So like I was saying before, I thought I knew inner child work. I didn't. I was scratching the surface. So we really go into inner child work. I teach you all the everything, all the wisdom that you need to know about your inner child, your baby goddess, your mama bear, why you're stuck in this wounded masculine place, mm-hmm. how that has been serving you, why it's so hard for you to let that go. 
And as you do that, you're going to be able to really awaken that goddess feminine energy within. Now, I will say that the fem awakening, it really is an emphasis on healing the relationship to the wounded masculine and being an embodiment of your feminine. So we don't go too much into the masculine container because I really do feel like a lot of us women, especially when you're coming from wounded masculine, you've got the masculine part down. Now, we do talk a lot about how like to be in the divine masculine and that's just kind of a byproduct of surrendering to your feminine. So we do talk about the masculine energy, but it really is bringing that feminine energy back online. And I will say that for Femme Awakening, we talk a lot about relationships. So intimate relationships, partnerships, friendships, sisterhood connections within the bounds of the intimate relationship. It really is how you can be embodied in your feminine energy so that your partner can rise into their masculine. Again, it doesn't matter the gender. And if you are somebody who desires to be in your feminine and let your partner lead in their masculine, this is the container for you. If you are somebody who wants to be more in your masculine in the partnership, this might not be the container because again, it's really focused on the feminine energy. But it is the most wholesome program that I have ever created. It's all of it. We start with some deep inner work, deep inner child work. We go deep into the subconscious and uncovering the patterns that even got you to the place of being in that wounded masculine and the giving and the doing and the going and the efforting and the striving, the hustling. So we rewire a lot of that. And then the second half of the program is the juiciness, the pleasure, the love, the relationship, the sex, the intimacy, the polarity within relationships. So it's really, I saw this, you probably saw it. I saw this, I think I posted my story, this voice on, it was like a reel. And there's this cute little girl who was selling lip gloss. And she's like, y'all should buy my lip gloss because my lip gloss be popping. I don't really know what to say because it's just great, but like my lip gloss be popping, so you should buy it. And that's how I feel about this program. Like kind of like breath work. Like somebody asks you, what is breath work? How do you answer that? Oh, you just, it's exactly like speechless. Like it's a catapult. It's like expander. It's like awakening. There's so many words. So like I have been through this course with you and and how would you explain it? I'm curious. It really gave me permission, Sarah, to know that life gets to be fun, that it is an opportunity to play, to laugh, to flirt, that we don't have to be so serious that when we show up as our feminine essence, we get to play, we get to laugh, we get to flirt, we get to be in the fun part of life. And that's what life is really all about. And then whether it's for solo purposes, whether it's in a relationship, whether you're a mom. And I was just going to bring into this space two rounds ago, Sally, she's a mama. And I witnessed her being in that structure of like, okay, here's bedtime. Here's the time we eat. But also like, hey, we're going to eat. It's time to eat. Can we play with our food? Like how many kids were never allowed to play with our food? What would you make with your food? So it's like, The Femme Awakening is gifting your inner being, your soul, the opportunity to be in that playful spirit. Because at the end of the day, life is so freaking short. Why not enjoy it? Why not have fun? Why do, 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 and just... Like for what? 
Yeah, exactly. That's my thing. It's like, you've got these goals, you've got these dreams. Amazing. And I'm so here for that. And I do believe that our desires are divine and the things that we want and the things that we desire and dream of, they're here for us. Because as we manifest those, it's not even about the desire, but who we become as we're manifesting the desire, who we have to become in order to be an energetic match to that desire. And if you're not enjoying that process, you're going to get the desire, you're going to get the goal, and you're going to be like, for what? I'm burnt out now. That was, yeah, or what's next? And like, let's go for the next thing. And that's not it. Like, we're here to build these dream lives. Absolutely. We're here to, with pleasure, desires to go, the goals and yeah, enjoy the journey to them becoming. And you know, this sounds very morbid, but I'm going to say it. Something that is my biggest, one of the biggest pieces of fuel or, or whatever, gallons of fuel to my fire is when. I, I just think about the truth that, at least in America, the idea is that you should, quote unquote should, because I don't believe in shoulds, but in America, they teach you that you should go to high school, go to college, get a job, enter the workforce, work your ass off, save all of your money, invest all of your money, then retire, and then live your life. Here's the disconnect with that. You get caught up in this wounded masculine energy. You stop making time for yourself, for your health and well-being. You are connected to pleasure and play and passion and purpose. You're just kind of going through the motions. You're building up all this stress and this anxiety. Don't know how to heal it. Don't know how to transmute it. Don't know how to work through it. So now you're numbing the stress and the anxiety and the overwhelm and the disconnect from not living the life you dream of. You're numbing with food. You're numbing with booze. You're numbing with wine. You're numbing with Netflix. You're numbing with whatever it is. So then all of a sudden, by the time you retire, you retire, but now you're sick or not. So you're sick, so you can't enjoy it. I've seen that happen to too many people. Or now you retire and you're lost. Who am I? Yep. I don't want to retire. Like, I, I don't I don't want to retire. I don't know who I am without work. And then it's like, like that. nothing nothing about that makes sense to me. No, it like, doesn't. It's not you can have that goal. Like, you know, my partner, he has this goal, this dream, this desire to retire by 50, and he's on track to do so. And we are enjoying our lives in the meantime, too. And like, again, the other the morbid thing that I was going to say was like, you never know when your time's up. Well, and I want to bring that into this because I I mean, I have banked evidence that that is such a flipping reality that my stepdad at the age of 59 got pancreatic cancer, worked his whole life, did all the things that they say you're supposed to do and do, 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 do and make all the money. So him and my mom, they were at the age of 60. He was going to retire. They bought the RV. They were going to travel to Alaska at 59. He had pancreatic cancer. And within a year, he was dead. So, so like that is the banked evidence that we don't know how long we have on this earthly plane. Right. So really, we get to enjoy it if that's our choice. Uh, exactly. And that's where the feminine energy comes in. And again, it's so contradictory because... I manifest my dreams and desires with so much more ease than I used to. And, you know, I was actually right before I got on, I was reading through some of my old journals. And four and a half years ago, when I first started my business, I was doing something called future casting. It's one of my favorite journaling practices. And I've actually like lost touch with it in the past year, but I'm definitely going to bring it back because I'm realizing how it worked. But anyway, four and a half years ago, I was future casting about this life that I am now living and at the time, yeah, I was I was starting my business four and a half years ago. I was living in an apartment. I was single. I was missing my period, super bad hormone imbalance. I was broke now in acne. And I was 
brand new entrepreneur. I was struggling in my business. I was struggling financially. I was living on credit cards just to afford to pay my rent and eat and pay my coaches. And I was future casting about a life where I had a successful and thriving business. Check. I have clear skin. Check. I've got a consistent period. Check. And I'm doing life with the love of my life. I did not know Zach at that time. Check. Like I am living that life to a T now. And I will say, like I said, I wrote about this four and a half years ago when I was living the opposite. So future casting, you imagine the life that you desire, you imagine the person you want to become, and then you write from that place. So even though I was living the exact opposite life, I was writing as if I was the woman I am today. And looking back on my journey from four and a half years ago to now, I will say that the two years following that journal entry were a struggle. Why? Because I was still living in that wounded masculine energy. I was trying to build the business. I was forcing. I was efforting. I was striving. I was like hustling in my business, trying to get the clients, trying to make the money. I was trying to heal my hormones. I was trying to clear the acne. I was so caught up in the resistance around it. I actually was, well, I guess I was kind of sort of trying to date, but I was still in the wounded masculine energy when I was dating during that time. Two years after that, as I started to get introduced to this work, I will say that I did manifest Zach in the wounded masculine energy, but that happened for a reason. But when I started to uncover the magic of energetics, me saying that out loud because that's actually the name of one of my master classes. Maybe I need to bring it back. When I discovered the magic of energetics and I started to lean into the feminine, that's when I watched my desires begin to like attract with so much ease and so much more flow and so much. It was like I became magnetic to the business, to the clients, to the clear skin, to the health and well-being. I used to say once upon a time, I was that girl who was like, oh, I'm so jealous of like, People who can eat whatever they want and not gain weight. I'm so not that girl because I used to not be. But here's the thing. You are what you think you are. Yeah. And so now it's like I've got a really healthy, natural body frame. I don't I'm not on a solid workout regimen. I'm not on a diet anymore. I'm so I'm I'm approaching my body, my health, well-being even from this feminine place. And it's serving me so well. I'm manifesting everything I desire and more again with ease, with fun, with flow, with pleasure and quicker than when I was trying to get it from the masculine realm. Yeah. So perfect segue for my question. If you could go back to a younger self, what age and what would you tell yourself? Mm, Man, this is a good one. Gosh, Victoria, this is a hard question. You know, it's usually the, and you know this, the thought that comes in right away is where you would go. Yeah, 16. Okay. And I would tell her that you will never find your worth, your enoughness, or your purpose outside of you. It's not in a person. It's not in a boy. It's not in a job. It's not in the college GPA. It's not in the car. It's not outside of you. It's not in a friend. It's not in the friendships. It is within. Wow. That is fire. Thank you. Yeah. Pure fucking fire. I mean, I'm just thinking about that 16-year-old girl who felt so broken and incomplete. And I mean, 16 is really when it started, but it went all the way up until like 23, 24, until I really started to get into this work. Mm-hmm. I was searching for my worth, my enoughness in everything but me. And in me is where it was all along and where it will always be. Yeah, there's, I could go on, I know we both could go on and on, like I could bring the aspect of the age and, and as far as like your age versus my age, but you know what, there, 
the age isn't the age has nothing to do with it, whether you're in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, your 60s, like they, you still have that opportunity to shift. You still have that opportunity to grow, to learn, to expand. So like it's purely an invitation to discover who you truly are at this, at your core, at your soul, at your purpose. And So with that, I am so grateful that you are on your mission to really raise the vibration and to really step in as a heart-led leader and to create, as we say, this ripple effect for other women, other men, other people, whoever, however they desire and whoever wants to evolve. Yeah, thank you. And I want to say too, just like going off of something you just said was that like, like, trust me when I say, and I know, Victoria, you feel this as well, but when you say yes to this work for you, you will change every relationship and every person in your life, not by trying, not by trying to get them onto the journey, but by leading by example. I watched the women of the Femme Awakening go through it and completely change their relationships, their partnerships, their children. They heal generational trauma and wounding in that program that they no longer pass on to their children. I see them heal and inspire their mothers and their sisters and their aunts and their friends and their cousins and their coworkers. The feminine energy is so potent. It is so influential mm-hmm. and it is felt. So by you saying yes to the work, you're not only changing your life, but everybody around you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you for ending us on that. That was I was deep and that was powerful. And I am so, so, so grateful to have you on here. Thank you so much. I will drop into the show notes all the links where people can reach you to join your course and to connect with you. So I love you. Thank you. I love you. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you, beautiful soul, for joining me and having the courage to live raw and radiant. If this podcast has moved you and lit a spark within you, or if you know someone who could benefit from its transformative power, I encourage you to share it with them. You can find us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Your questions and ideas fuel this show's heartbeat. I want to hear what resonates with you, what topics you crave, and what burning questions you desire to have answered. Together, we create a safe space where women's stories empower and inspire us, reminding us that we're never alone in this journey. Giving back is effortless and immensely impactful. Please leave Raw and Radiant a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. Your words have the power to ignite change and empower others to embrace their Raw and Radiance. Thank you for being an integral part of this transformative community. Your support means the world to me.